All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Tuesday, August 10th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, on Tuesday afternoons, Adam Martin. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Big Marcel. What's going on, man? How's it going? All good, man. Still pretty much the same as yesterday, so uh, yeah. All I don't good. know why people are asking you, Marcel. It's the same. It's going to be the same answer every time. It's yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm, good. I'm doing good, man. I just wanted to say thanks. Um, Marcel sent me uh, my daughter, Gracie, a teddy bear. It was really nice of you, Marcel. Um, he, he definitely lived up to his nickname, Big Marcel, because the teddy bear is about 100 times the size of the baby. So it, we got a key picture of it, but I don't know if she can play with it yet, Marcel. She might have to grow up a little bit first. But yeah, uh, I, no, I truly appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. But yeah, things are good, man. I mean, you know, being a dad, is, is it's been interesting. I got to say that, but it's been good, you know. I feel I feel good about it, man. Like, it, it's it's like I said to you last week, Marcel. It's like the next step in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, uh, I feel like, a, a, like an adult for once. <laughs> I don't feel like a little kid for once, so it's actually good. Anyways, we've got uh, quite a bit to talk about today. We'll be here for an hour with you guys. Um, PFL this weekend, Bellator this weekend, lots of news, lots of fight announcements. A um, couple were announced today. Um, we'll, we'll start with, PF, with Bellator and then we'll do PFL. But I want to ask you before I got anything. I just saw Rose Nam and Eunice. There was some video of her tr- uh, training, and she said she's starting her camp. Have you heard anything about who she's fighting? No idea, but better be Carla Esparza. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I still think she deserves it most, but there's still that chance that Wheelie could get the, the, the rematch. So be, I don't know right now. I, I'd be really, really pissed about that because that shouldn't happen, man, in my opinion. They should do Wheelie against Joanna, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you, Marcel. Like, that fight last year, we all saw the fight. It was amazing. One of the best... I mean, I can't think of a better, like, women's MMA fight. It was the best I've ever yeah, seen. Right? I, I, you kind of make it the main event even for a yeah. fight night, if you want. It could so. easily be five-round fight night, and then you do... Yeah. Rose and Carla probably co-main event on a pay-per-view or, or maybe the third yeah. title fight. I don't know if Rose can headline a pay-per-view yet. Like she's a great fighter, but I, you don't you don't think so either? Uh, right? No, yeah. no, probably yeah. not. And she, she's I great. Mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I, wouldn't mind, like, I have no but... problem with Rose. I love her, but yeah. as a fighter, but I mean as a star, mm, I don't know. Like I think that they would want to have someone else headline the card. Alex, what's going on, man? Glad to have you here again, as always, my man. Uh, but yeah, I just asked. I just saw that Marcel, so I was going to ask you about that. Um, there is quite a bit of news we'll get to, but I want to do Bellator first. Let's. We're not going to do like the like the most in depth review here, guys. Like, we only have an hour. We're going to talk about Bellator. We're going to do PFL. We're not going to be going through every single skill the guys have like we do with the UFC card. But I do want to talk about the pardon. Two fights are off. Yeah, I know. So two fights just got off. Um, we should mention that first. So of course, of course, my boy Cole Shelton interviewed Danny Sabatello, and the article is coming out at five o'clock. <laughs> And at 3 o'clock, the, the fight got called off. The article's still going to go up, but, you know, he tested positive for COVID. Uh, I thought he was going to win his fight. I mean, the guy is a very good grappler. And his interview is going to come out because he's super pissed at Bellator's <laughs> the, the, uh, the ranking panel. He beat Brett Johns, but he's not ranked. He's, he's really pissed about it. Any thoughts on that uh, before we get into this card? I, I I agree. The thing is maybe that Brett Johns and him are both pr- pretty much new to, the Bell- to Bellator, sure. but... Brad Jones is a is a very solid fighter in my opinion. So yeah, I I can understand how he sees that because I think many people pick Brad Jones, but Sabatello has such a good a good wrestling mm-hmm. style that he is a tough tough uh, opponent for pretty much almost anybody right there. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's like he's not the most exciting guy in the world, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, he he you know he's 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 effective, right? Like with his style. Yeah. That's why Dana White didn't pick him up on contender series because he had a good performance. Anyways, this fight with Johnny Campbell's off. That was going to be a good fight. I'm look, I was looking forward to that fight. I think Johnny Campbell's an underrated fighter. 
And uh, the James Adcock, uh, Necroz, uh, Mirko, Hive, that fight was canceled too. Um, get this call from AJ's dad, Zach. Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, Zach? So you're Zach and your son's AJ. There you go. It's not, I don't think it's AJ Shula, though. It's probably another AJ. <laughs> hey, guys, definitely excited to hear about PFL Bellator. We're wondering if Jared Gooden versus Derek Lee is a chance of being booked. Jared Gooden's calling up Kevin Lee. I don't think he'll get the fight, but it is on short notice, and there's not going to be a lot of options with two weeks to go. So I, maybe, but I don't think so. What are you going to say? I think I think D. Roth has a better chance getting it. Now, I would I love to see that fight. That would be a sick fight. And I think that you know, D. Rod's more deserving of a bigger name right yeah. now because he's on a longer win streak. But you know, good. Why not? Why not throw your name out there? I don't blame him. You're just coming off I a mean, big win. Why not? Do you, do you? Who do you think Lee? I think Lee. If he, he Lee is going to fight at welterweight, I think he want to have at least somebody. With a kind of a name value, I don't think Lee wants to have. Uh, no disrespect to Gooden, but Gooden lost his first two fights in the UFC. He won pretty impressive against Stoltz last time out. But I'd be surprised if Lee takes that fight, man. I think Lee wants a wants a higher step up in, in that uh, in that uh, in that in the ranking. But yeah, it's probably not going to be better than Sean Brady, anyways. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Sweet side to the sits of belt or PFL truck, probably more in belt. The Ultra PFL, which has had some crazy upsets. But anyways, let's talk about this card. And again, we're not going to go like crazy in depth, but I definitely want to talk about these fights. We'll start at the top here, actually, Marcel. We'll go, we'll go from the top down this time. Because uh, yeah. the fight I want to talk about the most is definitely the main event here between Gegard Rousasi and John Salter. Uh, it should be a good fight. Right now, Gegard Rousasi minus 280, John Salter plus 240. So uh, the odds have actually gone down because Gegard opened at minus 400. So there's some respect coming in here from uh, early opening line here on uh, John Salter. Um, I expect Musasi to get some more parlay action later in the week, probably, and, and to get over three to one. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely like seeing John Salter get some respect. He's a really good fighter, but I mean, I, I think Musasi rolls for sure, man. What do you think? Listen, man, if Gegard is on his game and he is uh, he's focused, he should win this fight anytime, yeah. in my opinion. But here comes a but. Uh, Musasi sometimes. It gives me a feeling that he is not really in it sometimes, you know what I mean? And then he just gets by or he loses. And um, that's that's a tough task against Salter, you know. You know, Salter, uh, they pretty much both lost to Rafael Lovato Jr. Salter yep. got finished. Musashi lost the decision. Um, also, for example, Vanstinis, who is uh, Musashi's, one of Musashi's training partners, fought Salter. Uh, Vanstinis lost the first two rounds, won the third round. So, for me, it's like Musasi pretty probably knows uh, knows a little bit more about Salter because his training partner fought him. But at the other at the other hand, you know, Salter is is always dangerous, man. If he gets fight to the ground, yeah. and the thing with Musasi is he only has, in my opinion, one weakness in his game, and that's a takedown defense. Um, that's what Salter might be able to exploit, and if he can keep uh, Musasi on the ground, he might have a tough night. But that's just the only. The only uh, weakness in Musashi's game, in my opinion, is a takedown defense. You can look at all his fights he lost. Lovato Jr., he lost, and that's because he couldn't stop the takedown. Um, he lost to... Um, King Mo. Yeah, same same thing. The hall was kind of a fluke thing, in my opinion. Yeah. He, yeah. he lost to... Yeah, he lost to Jacare. He lost to Maschida in his uh, in a second fight in the UFC. Who also took him down several times. Um, we we can see the Whiteman fight in the UFC where we got taken down in the first round, couldn't stand up, and the, the second round uh, he he won the fight against Whiteman. So yes, he, he had many of those fights where where he had a problem with with the takedown defense. So 
as long as that doesn't come and play, he should win all the time against Salter, you know. But you know, Salter probably will probably try to get the fight to the ground, and then it's uh, then we have to see what happens. But yeah, normally Musashi should win this one. Yeah, I mean, Salt, like I think Salter's a really good fighter, and he kind of got a raw deal from the UFC. He was in it ten, he was in it actually eleven years ago. Got mm-hmm. knocked, he gets knocked out by Gerald Harrison's debut, and it wasn't like an easy fight back then. Gerald Harris was beating a lot of people. Uh, the Jason McDonald fight was a weird injury, but it's weird because Jason McDonald ended up getting a couple more fights. This guy gets one more chance against Dan Miller, loses by Ninja Choke, which is an awesome choke, by the way. Go back and watch that fight. That was awesome. And then guy gets cut and basically reinvented himself in Bellator. I mean, I think he's a really good fighter, so I don't want to completely overlook him here, but I, I, I look at Gegard still as like a, a near elite middleweight. I know he lost to Lovato, but you know Lovato's retired now. That guy was really good, man. He really was a good grappler, and I think a lot of guys lose to him. So I don't know, Marcel. I mean, he looked amazing against Lima, against all these guys, McDonald, everyone, Weidman, Hall. I mean, look, you look at the win streak that he's on besides the Lovato Jr. fight. It's pretty impressive. You could say the same thing about Salter, but you really do compare the level of competition. It's night and day. Um, Sausage's fighting four champs, guys like that. Salter's fighting pretty decent, like decent mid-tier fighters, but uh, this is too big of a step up. Unless he gets a miracle like Yotin or something or a rear naked choke, I can't see him winning this fight. I think Gager probably stops him. What do you think, man? Five-round fight? It's, it's definitely possible, man. If I saw John Salter in that fight against Costello Vestinus, I remember after two rounds he was gassed. Yeah. You know, and the third round, uh, Vestinus almost got a 10 8, but uh, Salter took him down one minute before and Vestinus couldn't get up. So yeah. uh, that was a 10 9. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible, you know, but like I said, man, there is a, uh, there is a, how do you say that? There are two Musasis, man. There is Focus Musasi, and there is Musasi like, yeah, we're going to do it today. And the Focus Musasi, we saw that in the Rory McDonald fight, in the Rafa, Rafa Cavallo fight, in the Douglas Lima fight, and the, yeah, not, not the really focused Musashi was in the Leo Machida and the Alexander Shlomenko fight. And he got by in both those fights. I think the Machida fight, he definitely won. Well, this wasn't split. We should have been unanimous. Mm-hmm. But the Shlomenko fight was very close and could have been the other way around. Uh, if you look at the Lovato fight, he had some good good moments in that fight, but Lovato did very well. So it's like, how will Musashi come into this fight? You, can, you, you probably can see after one round what's going to happen yeah. in this fight, I think. I mean, listen, he's obviously not in his prime anymore. He's 36 years old. John Salter's the same age. They're, they're both 36. So they're both, like, not young guys by any means. But, again, I still think Usasi's close to being an elite guy. And, again, I agree with what you said about, like, the Shemenko fight he probably should have lost. Um, but, you know, still, the guy is a dangerous finisher. I'm looking at right now, it's a five-round fight, and the uh, the fight go- doesn't go the distance is minus 120. The fight goes the distance is minus 120. So it's, it's a pick I think it's a finish here for, for Musasi. I think if he comes, like you said, if he comes in motivated, <laughs> motivated Musasi, I think he finishes John Salter. And again, you know, this is a guy who's devastating finisher, man. Remember what he did to Tiago Santos, Uriah yeah. Hall, Chris Weidman, Vitor Belfort. I understand in Bellator, besides, well, the McDonald fight for sure. He looked amazing in that fight. But maybe the last few fights, he really hasn't been as motivated, I guess you could say. And it kind of showed with, he won the fights, but it wasn't the most like, impressive performances. But I, I do think this is a this is a, an important fight for him because he's, if he wins this fight, as James interviewed him and he said that if he wins, that Bellator has told him he's going to fight the winner of the, the light heavyweight tournament. That's what they told him. So that's interesting. Um, he he was asked to be in the tournament, by the way, which is a lot what a lot of us were wondering why isn't Gagard in the tournament at two hundred five because he's obviously fought there. He just he thought you know what 
I'm 20 pounds lighter than these guys. I can't do it right now. I have to take a year off to put on weight. And at age 36, he didn't want to do it, right? So that was his excuse. Uh, you can listen to his interview. That's what he said. I, I know. I, I did hear another uh, story on that, but I keep that off the record. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let me get some comments, guys. I apologize. Uh, we were talking about that fight. But we're gonna, both going to pick uh, Gagard for sure. Yeah. Cole thinks that Kevin Lee wants a big name, gets pushed back. Yeah, I don't think Gooden's yeah. going to get that fight. Um, AJ's uh, – or Zach says he likes the fight with Gooden. You know what? The guy looked good, and I don't blame him for calling him out, but I still think Kevin Lee's going to want top – you know, a ranked opponent or top like a name, I guess. Sweet Time just thinks to Hail Mary sub. Yeah, and I'm looking at the sub prop. I'm just looking at some props right now. Like we saw see inside of distance. I, I think that's what that what happens here is plus 160. But Salter inside of distance plus 350. Um and that would be his path. So against who Busasi got subbed? I think only against Jacare or maybe against Akihiro Gono early in his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to see him get I, I mean he could get stopped because Salter is yeah, really good in the ground, but mm-hmm. I, I just think there's levels to the sport. I do think that there's a big difference between Andrew Capel and, and Costello Vanstinis. I really do, Marcel. You know, no offense to uh, your boy Costello, but like he's a decent fighter, but he's not an elite guy. You know, uh, Chris is here. What's up, guy? What's up, Chris? He says it's nice catching you guys live for a few times. Uh, I'm a teacher. Last week of summer, keep go, keep up the good work. You too, man. Thanks a lot. Um, Alex says he wants to see Vanderhurt, Vanderford, and Musasi, and he's picking Vanderford. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. You know, I think Austin's. I think he's underrated. I think people don't like him because he's Paige's husband. He's a good fighter. That's that's so stupid. It is. It is. But honestly, he should have been signed to the UFC. He, yeah. he finished his fight in the Contender Series, and Dana's like, "Nah, we're gonna pass." Because I guess the only guy on the ground. The, yeah, I remember it was, like, it was like five people that that uh, yeah. episode got finishes. Like, I will pass on on him. As soon as they passed on him, I knew that Paige was gone from from the UFC. As soon as that happened, I was like, "There's no way she's coming back to the UFC." So, get these other comments. Uh, By the way. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Alex says, uh, Vanderford, I always, I also have to put in uh, Anatoly Tokov, man. I think uh, he's also a guy who deserves to fight for a title in, in Bellator. Yeah. And uh, it's it's either, if Musashi wins, it's either Tokov or Vanderford, in my opinion. Let me just get some comments. Jose was asking about Fizzy of uh, mm-hmm. making the top 15. I didn't see the rankings update yet. Uh, I've been busy today, but um, <laughs> I didn't see that Gone is the number one contender now because he's the interim guy, and then yeah. Stipe dropped the two. So Stipe is going to be pissed, but it, it would have been weird if it was like, you know, Francis, Stipe, number one, then <laughs> interim champion. Yeah, that, that would make been... sense. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of weird. I, I got to look at them, but uh, I haven't looked the, at them. The, the, the lightweight, lightweight is now um, uh, Moises is out, uh, 14 is Fiziev, and Sharukian dropped the spot. I got to be honest, I don't think that Tiago really should have been in there. I mean, he did beat Bobby Green, but it was such a close fight, and he, he hasn't, when was it, has he really finished anyone? I guess he beat Alexander Hernandez, too. Okay, yeah. fa- fair enough. I guess he deserved that top 15 spot, but now that he lost to Islam, it was, so, it was so dominant. I, I do think guys like Fiziev should be in there before him, personally. So I think that they made a good call. Um, What's your thoughts on on the pound-for-pound pound rankings? Because they took out Aljamain Sterling, G- Gaethje went to 14 and 15, uh, or Ga- Gan went to 14 and Gaethje dropped to 15, but they took out Aljamain. I'm looking at them. Okay, I'm looking at, the, at them right now. I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't think you should be t- I, I honestly don't think it's a bad call because I don't think you should be there either. Um, but on paper, he's a champion, so it's kind of weird. Yeah. It's just a weird situation because we all know that he shouldn't have won that fight. And, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's just a funny situation. I think once October comes and, and Jan beats, beats him in the rematch, we won't even remember this. I think Jan is <laughs> in the pound for pound He is. He's 13. Right? I'm looking at it. It's yeah. kind of strange, but it, I don't think it's wrong. Um, Cole said something uh, to note's interesting. Dalter set injuries of fighters. And Sabal Masi was on Monday. He flaked on every single one. Tough weight cut. 
interesting. I mean, I, I, the guy definitely cut some weight to make that division, but I don't know. He's fighting Korshkov. We'll talk about that fight. Might as well just talk about it right now. Uh, let's just go through it. Um, Andre Korshkov and Sabah Homasi. That's the co-main event for this card, guys. And, yeah, I mean, it's a big favor here for Korshkov, minus 400, Sabah, plus 325. So what I'll say is, you know, if you didn't watch the fight with Paul Daly, that fight was incredible, Mar Marcel. That was one of the, my favorite fights this year. It was an absolute slugfest. Yeah. Um, but, again, it showed the biggest issue with this guy, Sabah Homasi. His chin is terrible. Uh, you guys remember the UFC 0-3 with three knockout losses. Marcel, how many guys go 0-3 with three knockout losses? And I know that the first uh, the fight with Abdul Razakov and Herb Dean screwed it up, but still, the guy doesn't have much of a chin. Uh, got knocked on his last fight. Four knockout losses, five. I'm looking at his record. Uh, six knockout losses in his career. I mean, it's just it's too many. Um, he's fighting a devastating striker in Korshkov, who's a former champion. I know that he's struggled a little bit lately. Like, he hasn't looked as good, I guess, but... Again, lost to Douglas Lima, lost to Lawrence Larkin. There's no shame in those losses. And in the last fight, he went back to Russia and, and got a win over this guy, Adriano Rodriguez. I don't really know who he is, but he got a submission win, which is nice to see. He's showing off the ground game, too. I'll have to watch that fight at some point. Um, I mean, listen, Marcel, I, I, I think Salma is an action fighter, but I think he gets destroyed here, probably. Uh, Korshkov should knock him out, maybe. It's not win a decision. What do you think? Yeah, it might get, get back to us, but I think there's a complete mismatch, to be really honest. Man, I think Karaskov is way more all-round, way better fighter. He's, he's been a world-class fighter. He's not maybe on that level anymore he was, but he is still very good, in my opinion, you know? And if you look at Saba Hamasi, um, yeah, he, he, he did well first in Bellator, you know? He won his first three fights from uh, two, two fights with uh, two vicious knockouts. Lukti was going to knock out Paul Daly, but Daly came back and knocked him out. Um, pretty much every real good opponent or a, a little bit better opponent than Humasi I favor over him. No disrespect to the dude, by the way. But uh, yeah, Koreshkov should win this fight, man. I, I would be yeah. surprised if Humasi wins it. If Humasi wins this, might be a, a, a how do you say that? A, a, a one, one punch KO yeah. or somebody or something, you know. But I would be surprised if he wins this one. I mean, it's chalky as hell, guys, but, like, we saw Sim Korshkov, I, I do think, win their fights. So, you look at Bellator, I mean, typically, the parlays are pretty good in Bellator. Those are two guys you could look at. And I think the next guy here, uh, Magomed, Magomedov, Marcel, let's talk about him and his fight. He's yeah. taking on Rafian Stotts. Now, I think Stotts is a pretty good fighter, but I just feel like Magomed Magomedov is, like, I think he's, like, right below, the, like, the top tier of the Bantamweights in the world. I really think he's that good. I don't know why the UFC didn't sign this guy. He was definitely he was available. He because they're that ass stupid. That's Bro, he has a win sign. over Peter Yan, which you <laughs> yeah. know obviously we've seen that fight. Yeah. I mean, the guy's good. I don't get why did they let why did they pass on him? Because they're that ass stupid, you know. Um, I mean, Magomedov, we got to say that win over Piotr Yan was a win after Piotr Yan lost a point right after the fifth round, but still very competitive and a very good fight, man. Man, I mean. I said it, and I'm pretty sure you did for years, that Magomedov should sign with the UFC. Uh, they waited just as long that Bellator snatched him up, a great snatch up for Bellator here. Yeah. And same goes for Rufian Stats, in my opinion. Yeah. Rufian Stats is another great uh, great talent. He's coming from uh, from Rufus Sport, uh, trains with, with very good people. And the real, the thing is, when he was 8-0, uh, he fought Marab the Valasvili in ring, ring of Combat, and Dana was cage side. And Marab knocked him out within 15 seconds with a spinning back fist. And after that, he didn't get signed anymore. And it's stupid. If you look at who he beat uh, after that and before that, dude is an 
is an absolute beast, man. I, I, I don't understand it. You know, it's maybe because Dana think he is a very wrestling base and it's boring or whatever. Dude, if you have if you have literally the best, you say you have the best company in, in the sport, you know, you have to have, get also the best talents in the sport. And they passed on a Magomedov and Stutz, and it just doesn't make sense, man. And it's amazing for these guys to develop and pick them up because they get the respect that they deserve. And this is an amazing fight, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. It's a good fight, but, I mean, you're, you're going with Magomedov, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't pick off, uh, uh, very often against Rufian Stutz because I think he's very solid and he knows yeah. how, to get, how to get a win to him. But, man, Magomedov is, is such a good fighter, man. And I don't get it, man. Dude, that the connections with the UFC as well. I think he's, he is, uh, how do you say that, um, managed by Ali and by Rizwan. So... And uh, he is a good, he's quite the, the, one of the best friends of Zabit. So I, I'm just really curious why the UFC didn't pull the trigger on him. And, um, yeah, he's going. I think he's going to win this fight. And, man, the, this is – I don't think any of these guys can, are going to lose stock here because Stats, man, if he loses this one and it will maybe be by a decision, he will be back as well, man. Both guys yeah. are really world-class in my opinion. That's what I'm thinking here. So what is that? Mega made up by decision because that's what I think happens. Plus minus one fifty, so really it's not it's not a great bet because you have to lay juice on a prop. But that's what I think happens here. Uh, Zach's asking if we think the line is uh, too high. I mean, I think it's it's a little high. It looks a little high actually. Yeah, because I think Stotts is decent, like and matches up decently well because his grappling is good, right? So if the fight stays standing, can he do some yeah. damage? I don't know. You, you I, mean, know? I just think Magomedov's going to be too fast for him, man. That's what I think. I think the funny thing is that uh, almost all of Stutz's Stutz fights so far has always been at least a minus two hundred favorite, and now he's yeah. like a plus three hundred yeah, underdog. So yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a little <laughs> weird situation. But I mean, at the same time, you know, it's justified in a way because his opponent is really good. But yeah, it is weird seeing Stutz as a big underdog. This, so I'm kind of with you, Zach. I just I wouldn't pull the trigger myself. But he he, I guess he could win because if he keeps his standing, maybe. He can make some noise. I don't know. I'm not sure, Marcel. I just think that I, I Mega Meadows is going to be too fast for him on the feet and the grappling. I don't know. I would have put this on the co-main event, by the way. I mean, yeah, I think so, to Koreshkov. I know Koreshkov is, is their former champion, but it should be co-main. By the way, he's uh, Jose's asking about Demir versus Benil. I haven't seen anything about that. You heard anything about that? or No, man, but I'd be shocked, man. I mean, Benil is now like in the top top four or top three even. I don't think that – and Demir is not even ranked. So. Let me get this call from Jose. This is interesting. I missed this one, Jose. Sorry. He said, uh, he was just asking us food for thought, basically. Uh, do you guys think, uh, what do you think of this record? So Khabib was at, when he was 10 and 0, he fought opponents with 12 and 13 record. And Cyril gone, when he's now at 10 and 0, he's fought opponents with 139 and a 33 record. Just like we talked about yesterday, yeah. Cyril gone is an absolute natural and, and an absolute beast. I mean, the guy, it, what he's doing three years in the sport, beating the best guys in the world is incredible. You know what I mean? Like, if you do look at Khabib's early career, Marcel, a lot of the guys mm -hmm. he beat in Russia were not very good, right? But obviously super dominant in the UFC. I don't want to take anything away from Khabib, but it is interesting for sure because they good, good, definitely some uh, good observation there. Go ahead. Got to say, man, listen, man, Gan is just – it's just special with this, you know. There's, if you look at at fighters who started their career, most of their opponents are one and oh, two and one, oh and oh. And uh, I think he has uh, Elder Elderov and Ali Bagov in between those uh, first ten wins, and those are good wins. But those guys were also in the beginning of their careers, you know. And they have, I think, Elder Elderov is thirteen and one right now with only lost to Khabib. So the thing is. Um, Listen, man, Gan Gan came later into the sport, and Gan got signed pretty quick with a three and zero 
a record to the UFC. So then you don't you don't find O and O guys anymore in the UFC. You know what I mean? And when when you start, and also this is not this is not uh, this, this is not excuses, but I have a feeling lots of uh, early Russian fights aren't really that well documented as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there might be some guys who have a record of maybe O and O there who have maybe had a record, maybe had a record O and three, but maybe had a record three and one or three and O. You know? So I don't know, man. It's but you know it's very hard to compare. I think if you compare anybody else to Khabib, it's the same thing. Ghana is just different because he got signed three and by the UFC, and he got thrown and for he got thrown. How do you say that? Thrown for the lions? Don't yeah, so the <laughs> to the wolves. Yeah, uh, before uh, he he signed for the UFC, he fought this guy, man, in a, in a second yeah. fight. It's, it's crazy. I know. I know. That was like I think that was the one fight he had some trouble with. There's one of the fights TPO he got dropped in, rocked or whatever. I think it was that mm -hmm. fight. But I mean, the guy's amazing. Um, okay, so let's go to the next one here. We'll go like the rest of the card. Honestly, there's a well, there's I guess one or two more like notable fighters, but for the most part, not a lot it's, of like big names. Um, we'll go through a little simultaneous, bit simultaneously with PFL, so we can choose exactly. So we'll just go a little bit quicker on, on the prelims here. Now, no, actually, this is on the main card, but. Uh, Davion Franklin, ever coming. Any thoughts on this one? Because right now we got Davion is the minus 230 favorite, Cummings plus 190. So Franklin's a guy that a lot of people think is really good. But this Cummings guy, Marcel, 15 and 0, never lost yet. A lot of knockouts. He's fought a lot of scrubs, though, man, in like gladiator challenge and stuff. So I don't really know how good this guy is, guys, because he's fought like he's fighting gladiator challenge like every other weekend, basically. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But you know what? I mean, the guy does have some experience in Bellator. But from what I see of Franklin, the guy seems like kind of a beast. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm looking at Alfred Cummings' list. I literally don't know anybody he fought, to be really honest, man. And that's no disrespect. Yeah. And Davion Franklin, yeah, he has looked good in, the, in Bellator so far. But, yeah, he got a win over Tyler King in a fight that I expected him to win. He got a win over Ross Hilton in a fight I expected him to win. He got a win against J.W. Kaiser. I expected him to win as mm -hmm. well. So, I don't know, man. This, listen, man, I... I at least they give him, on paper, a fighter with a good record. You know what I mean? Sometimes they give uh, guys they want to build, like an, uh, a one and two or a two and three guy. This looks good, 15 and 0. And if you are looking yeah. at it and you don't do your research, you're like, who 15 and 0 against 3 and 0? He's going to easily win that 15 and 0. But nah, man, I mean, I think Davion Franklin is a great fighter. I really look uh, forward to seeing him fight again. And Everett Cummins, I don't know too much about the guy, man. Got to be honest. Yep. So uh, we'll see on uh, on Friday. You know, it's crazy. The guy's a 15-0 record. I I don't even recognize any of the guys he's beaten. That's the crazy thing. He's, like, he's 34 as well already. It's just crazy. It's kind of weird. Like, but again, he's fighting in in the California regional scene. For Gladiator Talents, but, for, and he's fought in Bellator too, but... I, I, but I agree with you, and he's also heavyweight, man. So, I mean, th th that's really weird. That you're It's strange. Like, I never, I honestly don't really know a lot about this. When I saw it this week, I was like, who is this guy, right? So, anyways, um, let's go through the other fights kind of quick. Ty Gorder against uh, Kadzi Murat Bastayev. <laughs> for this fight, Marcel, minus 255 Gorder. Uh, he's a big favorite here. Bastayev, plus 215. What do you think? You think Bastayev can pull it off, or you think Gorder wins? To be really honest, Bestaev is one of those Russian guys I'm really not too high on, man. <laughs> He's, uh, he has a decent record, but I saw him fight against Phil Hawes in the Contender Series. Didn't That's look right. great, in my opinion. Uh, his LFA fights didn't look great. Got uh, got injured in the first fight against Manifield. In the second fight, he got knocked out by Blake Troop. I mean, and he also got many fights in, on Gladiator Challenge, where it's just said as well. If you look yeah. at Ty Grada, 
Ty Guerrero is, is pretty decent, man. I think he, he's one and two in, uh, in Bellator, but he lost to decent opponents with Josh Greer and Dalton Rasta. So I would favor Ty Guerrero in this fight. Get some breaking news from Cole Sheldon here in the chat, guys. David Feldman, that's the BKFC president, just said, Diego Sanchez's signing is all but done. Just needs Diego to get medically tested and clear before they sign. I mean, that's not a guarantee by any means. Uh, but I think that a lot of us thought this was going to happen because he had tweeted about this, I think, last like when he got cut from the UFC. He was like, what do you guys think about me doing boxing or bare knuckle? I mean, I don't want to say, man. Like, obviously, I'm, I'll probably end up watching his fight, I guess. I'm not going to go on my way to watch it, but I'll sure, I'm sure I'll see the clips on it. But I've, told, I've said this before. I don't have a problem with BKFC, but it really isn't my cup of tea. I love MMA. BKFC doesn't interest me as much. It's not as dynamic, you know, right? You know what bothers me about it is that they're also always signing guys who are almost retired or retired and luring them back with money to get fights. Mm-hmm. That's what really bothers me, you know, about well, it. Well, I mean, I'm and glad that, someone's paying these guys. because, like, I understand, like, but, yeah. but please do it while they're in their prime. You know yes. what I mean? Now you're getting guys back who are in their 40s almost, you know, and you just want to – you just you just pretty much want to make an event out of, out of their name. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not even about, even about the fight anymore. It's because they have name value for your event. And that's something – yeah, I know – it's our own choice, and I'm happy they got paid. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like if you are 42 or 43, it just sucks, man, that you still have to do it to get the money. You know what I mean? And, I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. That's just the thing with I have. Really. It's tough, man. It's a tough sport, man. And bare knuckle is tough. I mean, it's brutal. Uh, all right, let's just go through the pre. I'm not going to really break down these fights. We'll just talk about the odds, and then I'll get your thoughts quickly. Uh, Pam mm-hmm. Sorensen here against Roberta. Pam Samad Sorensen, slight favorite, minus 140, and uh, Samad plus 120. Uh, we also have Justin Mon- Montalvo against uh, Kenley St. Louis, minus 230 for Montalvo, plus 190 for St. Louis. And we have Sebastian Ruiz against Jeffrey Glossner. And for that fight, Glossner minus 235, Ruiz plus 195. And finally, rounding out the card, Orlando Mendoza against John McNeil. And Mendoza minus one thirty-five, McNeil plus one fifteen. These guys don't even have a pro fight. Somehow there are odds for that. How do they even know who should be favored? Like it doesn't even make sense. Like I don't even get it. Anyways, the only fight really of those that like kind of piques my interest is Sorensen because she's a big name, I guess, in the women's featherweight division. But you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't know a lot about her opponent Samad. I'm looking at her right now. Um, she's a four, actually well, she's a PFL. Yeah, PFL. She's fought Julia Budd and Bellator. Don't like she's. She's uh, she's been in MMA for eight years and has like five fights, so she barely fights six fights actually, barely fights. I don't know. Any thoughts on this before we go to the next uh, PFL? No, no not really. I, I, I'm I got, I got to be really honest with you on this card. I'm really interested in the main event and how Karaskov does Magomedov against yeah. Stutz. I'm really interested in and all the others. I will watch, but I'm not really like wow. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like Bellator has actually had some like pretty deep cards lately. I think this yeah. one is one of the more shallow ones they did. Uh, mm-hmm. The main card's good, but the prelims are not that great in this card. But the main card's solid. I will give them some credit though. The last few cards they've been pretty deep on the prelims. Like yeah, the guy like Georgie Kirkonian deep on the prelims. You know what I mean? Like someone like that. Is I agree with fighter. you. So let me get these comments. Uh, Cole said Diego Sanchez for Di- uh, versus Chad Mendes at 155 and in, in bare knuckle. Because Chad, Man- we didn't talk about him. He's signing there too, I believe. He's actually under UFC contract, but they're letting him sign there, which is weird. I, I cool. You really enjoy that BKFC. He's close with them, and I'm, I'm glad he is because, yeah. you okay. know, he, Cole enjoys it, I think, probably a little bit more than me and Marcel. And he obviously uh, has got a good relationship with David, which is awesome. Um, right. But, yeah, it's just – I don't know. I, I really love MMA because there's just so many different ways to win, you know, and, and to lose too. Mm-hmm. But it's just such – I find it more interesting. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll still tune in for the occasional bare-knuckle fight. And 
Diego, I'm sure a lot of us will watch that fight, but is it the best idea for his career and his health? Probably not. I am glad he's away from that Josh Fabia guy. Uh, Zach, just to get your final question, he's asking if we're going to we're more excited about PFL or Bellator. I would say the PFL card, which we're going to get into now, to be honest with you. Um, and your other question about Sabatello is off the card, man. Just so you know, that's why that line is crazy now. He's off the card. 100% PFL I'm, I'm more interested in on, on Friday. Uh, but I will watch I will watch Bellator because there are, are three, four fights I really want to see. So I will watch both, but I'm more yeah. interested in the PFL overall. And I mean, the PFL card better. It's just straight up better. Yeah. PFL is doing... Good thing right now, man. I, I like what they're doing. I, I think they have good cards. They're deep cards. I just saw you post the next one, the end of the month. Yeah. It's, a, it's a deep card. There's some good fighters mm-hmm. in the prelims. So I I really like PFL. They've come out with this press release this week saying they're the number two organization in May in the world. I don't know if they are. I still think probably is, is Bellator or, or maybe one, if anything. But I think PFL is well on their way, man. I like what they're doing. And I'm a fan of their of the promotion right now, or not the promotion. You know, more like the the sorry, not the promotion, the the format. I really like the format. I think the, it's great for the sport. What are you gonna say? The format is good, you know. Yeah. But I think that if if PFL wants to compete with these guys, they have to put on more events. You know yes. what I mean? Not just yes. not just the regular season and the playoffs, but maybe also some some uh, like, like just loose cards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like a, a card on January and do it with fighters who are not in the tournament or or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree completely. I have uh-huh. to have to earn their way, their spot in the tournament. I know they did with some fighters who uh, fought in other organizations, a PFL tournament, like a, a four-man tournament, who had to uh, win and then got in the PFL. Maybe do that for for your own organization. Yeah, you, I think that's pretty cool, actually. But anyways, I like PFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the answer to your question, I personally enjoy. Lately, I've been enjoying PFL more than than Bellator. But again, there's only ten PFL events a year. Mm-hmm. Here's McCall's uh, response to your comment. Marcel, if you know anything, I'm about circuses and VKFC is a circus. The exact same reason I'm, I'm all about the Paul brothers because it's a circus. <laughs> I agree with Borning and too. Hey, what's going on, man? He says he likes his, their production presentation. I think the commentary is better too. I think it's less biased. I think they have good commentary. Bellator, whenever I watch oh, the yeah. event, it sure seems like they're trying to push one guy to win the fight. Like, it sure seems like it when I'm watching their cards. Whereas the PFL, like I think they're literally just trying to find the best guy in the weight class that they can get. Let's go in this card, Marcel. I'm looking forward to talking about these fights. Go ahead, go ahead. Last call. You know when you when you always know when somebody is hoping a certain fighter wins is when they're talking about of the perspective all the time from that fighter. You know what I mean? If you have, for example, uh, Musashi against Sultan uh, uh, upcoming next uh, on Friday, if somebody's talking out of Musashi's perspective the whole damn time, you know they want Musashi to win. If they're talking about Salta's perspective the whole damn time, you know they want Salta to win. You know what I mean? That's that's how you can hear it. You hear it in the UFC very, very many times. When they, when was, I think it was Sean O'Malley against, uh, was the guy again he fought last time? The Chris Coutinho guy. Yeah, they were talking about Sean O'Malley's perspective the whole damn time, and that makes me think you want him to win. You know, if you don't want, if you are not biased, you don't talk about someone's perspective. You do it for both guys. You know what I mean? That's that's how I always. I agree. Notice. I agree. All right, let's talk about these fights. We got Rory McDonald against Ray Cooper the third. Now this is the main event. It's also a semifinal in the welterweight tournament. <laughs> so the odds for this one right now. The odds are kind of messed up on uh, best fight odds. Like, they're all over the place. They have the wrong fights on the wrong card, just so you guys know, if you look there. But uh, right now, the odds, it's a pick em. It's it's a, it's a pick em. It's minus 110 each. So it's just whoever you think wins, really. I mean, it's definitely not an easy fight to call by any means. I think both guys – actually, you know what's crazy? They have the same record. How crazy is that? They're both 22-7-1. <laughs> That's fucking insane. How is that possible? 
That's really weird. I mean, yeah, that's that's really weird. Uh, I, I think it's a good fight, but even though he lost his last fight, I still favor Rory in this fight, Marcel. I think you have to favor him. Um, I understand that he lost to T-Bell. That's a bad look. He should have won the fight. I know that his chin is not the greatest anymore. I get that. If Cooper catches him, you could hurt him. But Rory's still got an amazing ground game. We saw that against Curtis Millinger. You know, Ray Cooper, the three... The guy's good, don't get me wrong, but he's been finished by, by Megaman Magman Karov, we'll talk about in a minute. He's also been knocked out by John Howard. That one still sticks in my mind, too. It's like, the guy, as good as he is, I think he's really good, Ray Cooper. There's huge power and everything, but defensively, he leaves a lot of holes, and he's been submitted actually quite a few times in his career. So, I mean, it's possible to catch Rory, and this guy has the experience in the tournament, but I think Rory wins this fight. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Rory coming back after uh, winning to the police station uh, for filing a complaint for the robbery against Clayson Tebow. That's one of the worst robberies I've oh. seen in a long, long time. You know, that was... I already think I I, uh, I want to put the results in MMA DNA and I already put Rory McDonald defeat Clayson Tebow unanimous decision and I was waiting for the scorecast and I was, I was like, oh, I have to... I, crazy, you know? I, I, in my opinion, there was no way Tebow won that fight. Um, I think Rory McDonald is more all-round than Ray Cooper, man. I think Ray Cooper is, is, has knockout power, you know, he, he's a good fighter, but Rory McDonald, if he's still on a stop, and I think he can still be. You know, he should win this yeah. fight and uh, proceed to the finals, in my opinion. I agree. I mean, Ray is not usually a guy that gets, like, a ton of respect. Like, his last fight, he was actually a bigger underdog than this fight. That's kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. I, I think people are – they think Rory's kind of on the decline because of the T-Bell fight. I must, I'm not convinced. I think he should have won that fight. And people he have watched that fight. I guess if, so. If you, I mean, I, yeah. I'm surprised the lines is close. That's what I'll say. Because I think Rory should be a bigger favorite. I want to know what you guys think. Um AJ's asking, uh, Zach's asking about, uh, you think he likes Rory. He thinks it's a, it's a good line. I kind of with you, Zach, to be honest with you. I think it's a, it's a short line. I like Ray Cooper III, though. I, I actually bet on this guy quite a bit in the PFL tournaments. He's very good. Um, I love the guy. I just think Rory's probably going to win this fight. That's What do you think, a decision or, or maybe a stoppage? What do you think? I'm going with a decision. Decision, yeah. Just point fighting. Cooper's only 28, still hungry, getting better. If Rory can't take him down, he loses, I think. It's possible. Um, Rory beat team, I didn't look good doing a 29-28. I agree with that. It wasn't his most impressive performance, but you know what? At that point, basically had a seed locked up in the tournament. It's a little different when you think factor in the tournament, right? Like, he didn't need to even try to really finish that fight. You know what I mean? It didn't hurt him in the tournament, basically, but it hurt him for his wallet because he didn't get a win bonus. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, like I said, should be a great fight. I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this card because, I mean, this fight's awesome. And this co-main event's pretty good, too. Now, we got to mention that uh, it's a short notice fight because uh, Magomed Magomedkarov, the guy who won the first season, he was supposed to fight Jao Zeferino, a guy who was actually the first seed in this tournament. He was looking good. Um, but he's out of the tournament. Now he's fighting uh, Sadu Boussi, a guy that I don't really have. Uh, I don't think he's a great fighter, Marcel, honestly. I know he's coming off a win over Kachenko, the former UFC fighter. That's nice to see, but I haven't been super impressed. And, you know, it's a guy that's kind of like – you look at, they both have the same amount of losses, five, but one guy's got 28 wins, one guy's got nine. And Magomed Magomed Karimov, you know, had he not got sick last year uh, or two years ago against uh, Chris Curtis, or yeah, after he beat Chris Curtis, he got sick. He was supposed to fight in the final, I believe, Marcel, right? He didn't end up fighting because he got ill. He probably would have won that last tournament too. So this guy is really good. And obviously you look at the odds right now for this one. He is a pretty big favorite, Marcel. Magomed Magomed Karimov, uh, Minus 670, plus 350 for C. I mean, 
I'm assuming you're with Mag- Magomed Karimov. I mean, he's fighting the Swedish Denzel Washington. So <laughs> that's his official nickname. Um, yeah, of course I'm with Magomed, Magomed Karimov, man. I always call him the Dagestani Eminem. Um, yeah, he, I think he's a great fighter, man. He's probably one of the best fighters PFL has, you know, yeah. and uh, re- really uh, just overall very good. Um has only looked good in the PFL so far, man, to be honest. I mean, I, I think he won all those fights. Yeah. Um, how do you pick Sadi Boussi here? I, I, I don't know. Got to be honest here, man. I have nothing against Sadi Boussi, but I think Magomed, Magomed Karimov is one of the best fights, fighters they have. And uh, I also, he's also my favorite to win the whole tournament if he stays healthy. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this guy's really good. And, uh, man, I remember when he fought Ray Cooper the thir- in the first tournament. I was like, oh, Ray's yeah. going to win because I was so high on Ray. And I still am. But, I mean, this guy really showed me how good he is. And then, obviously, last year he looked great too. And then, or two years ago, I should say, they didn't have a tournament last year. But got sick on the day of the last day of the fight. I think he wins this fight. I'm pretty confident. Do he finishes the yeah. fight? Um, yeah, I think he will. It probably is submission win in the first or second round. I'm kind of thinking that too. I'm actually kind of with Marcel in that the finish kind of seems likely. So you're looking at 670 for chalk for the money line, but you could look at the props to, you know, by submission, Marcel said, that's what he's picking, uh, plus 165. You get plus money, plus 215 for a knockout. So I would maybe look at the props you want to play him straight instead, but uh, I think he wins that fight for sure. I'm not too high on C, I got to be honest with you. Let me get these comments. Uh, Morgan, Morris looks so timid since the first game. If I agree, I agree, and you know he could get clipped here, but again, he is training at Sanford now. I, I'd like to think that training is helping him. I, I still believe in Rory. We'll see what happens. Uh, if you learn UFC betting experience, what's going on, man? He said, if you learn one thing from Rory's last fights, PFL wants Magomed and Rory for the final fight. As long as Rory doesn't get finished, he wins. PFL jokes are fixed. <laughs> That's funny. I, I I really don't know what happened with that decision. It was really weird. And of course, you know the, the one thing I'll say is Marcel. There's never any sort of. Like, the judges never get in trouble for this shit. Like, they can screw up yeah. as bad as they can. They never get, like, talked to or anything, eh? That's true. <laughs> By the way, now you're talking about Sanford. Did yeah. you say, I showed you last night Gregory Rodriguez, who was asking Twitter if he really looked like Barack Obama. <laughs> it looks like that the GSP statue that everyone said looked like Barack Obama. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of Gregory Rodriguez. He's fighting... Yeah, he's amazing. He's fighting John Young Park, right? That's the Yeah, fight. he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Young Park, a guy... I'm just looking at... Uh, Cooper's record, he fought Jung Park and got submitted by him. So uh, that guy's very good, too. The the Iron Turtle, I believe his nickname is. All right, so let's go to the the, uh, the lightweight semifinals, Marcel. Clay Collard against Roush Manfield. This is an interesting fight. we got Clay Collard, minus 160, Roush Manfield, plus 140. I feel like Roush is a pretty underrated guy, but Collard coming off you know some pretty impressive performances. What are you thinking here, man? Yeah, it's a difficult fight, I think, man. I think uh, yeah. Clay Collard, like you said, he looked very solid against Anthony Pettis, but he, I think he got dropped in the third round, right? And uh, Pettis almost still won. So, um, Jolton, Jolton Lutterback, I, I always know the guy as Jolton Santos, so it's so weird to see Lutterback. So, so apparently that guy, so he's quickly, I remember I was talking about this fight, this guy a few months ago. I'm like, who is this guy? He changed his name because he got married. He took his wife's last name. He's like, we have enough Brazilian Santoses out there or whatever. We'll think of a German name instead. <laughs> Seriously, that's yeah, it. That's he took his yeah, wife's that, name. That, that, then it's Lutherbach. Yeah. Okay. Um, so He's German. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense because he fought many times in Germany. So, yeah, I, I was like, why is it called Lutherbach now? But, uh, okay. Um yeah, I think uh, Roche Manfio, he, he got two split decision wins, which is uh, which is uh, which is still two wins, you know. And both guys fought the same 
same opponent. That, that that's pretty pretty funny actually. They call it also fought Pattis and Lutterback. So we have to say Lutterback. Sorry guys. Um, yeah, I think it's a difficult fight. Um, I would say it's a pick him in my opinion. I would go with Roche Man- Manfio, but I'm not sure. I would say it's a pick him to me. I actually, you know, white man. I, I mean, it's not like me and myself talk about these fights at all. Like, I get, I like Clay Collard, and I understand why he's favored. He's, he obviously had the win over Pettis, looked amazing, but I think Roush is a little bit underrated by most people, and I think he might win this fight too. So I'm not betting on this fight. I'll tell you that right now. I think it's dogger pass. I really do. I know this guy didn't look as impressive as Pettis did, but it's all matchup based. And Collard, he's very good offensively, but he leaves a lot of holes defensively. I think that this guy can win the decision. What do you think, a decision for Roush? Yeah, 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 I would go with a decision. What's yeah. the odds? I want to see what the odds on that are, because I actually do think there's a good chance that happens. Or either guy. I think the fight probably goes the distance. I'll say that. I, I, would, I, I would think it goes the distance. Roush by decision is plus 250. That's that's not bad. I think there's a chance that wins. Now, the other fight, we got Loic Radzabov against Alex Martinez, the other lightweight semifinal. Radzabov minus 160, Martinez plus 140. Um, yeah, give me your thoughts on this one, man. I mean, Loic's the number one seed here. Martinez, a guy from, uh, he's actually, I believe, training in Canada now, which is cool. So he's a guy that's uh, surprised some people too. So what do you think, man? He's the, basically the guy that kicked out uh, Nathan Schulte from the tournament because he got in instead. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah, Ratzabov, uh, he, he looked good in that fight. His last fight against Ahmed Aliyev, where he knocked him out. I think he was he was an, he was an underdog in that fight. So uh, that was good. The first fight was actually against Alex Martinez, yeah. so it's a rematch, and that was a very close fight. It could have been his as well. So um, difficult, man. It's really difficult. Uh, I'm not really that high yet on Alex Martinez. I think he, he can still improve. Uh, Luis Ratzabov has looked pretty good so far, in my opinion. He has also some losses, I know that, but against decent opponents. I would slightly favor Ratzabov, although Martinez won the first fight, but I would go with Ratzabov. Again, a decision, man. I don't see the finish in this one. Yeah, this is difficult, this one. i got to be honest with you, because I think if we hadn't seen them fight earlier this year, I would definitely pick Ratzabov, but he did end up losing that decision. It was a close fight, though, right? I don't know. I mean, I think he's definitely the better fighter, um, but I don't know if I would... I would bet on him because he did lose to this guy just like what two months. Actually, it was yeah, it was in June, <laughs> or sorry, not June, April. Sorry, so it was four months ago. I mean, that's not a long time ago. I do think that Radzabov probably is going to make the adjustments, get the win here. But Martinez has, you know, surprised me in the tournament. Um, I don't know if I want to bet against him this spot, but I would lean a little bit towards Radzabov. Zach thinks Radzabov is, was uh, robbed in the first fight. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought he won that mm-hmm. fight. The guy's he's definitely good. Um, he's got a lot of experience, but again, Martinez has surprised this tournament, guys. And you know, if we know anything about the PFL tournaments, there, there's quite a bit of upsets in these tournaments, so you can say that. Um, we'll go through the prelims quickly because these fights are non tournament fights, but we got Curtis Miller against Glacey Tebow, and uh, it's actually a pick em fight, too. But I mean, based on how Glacey looked against Rory, wouldn't you think he would win? He probably should win this fight. It's not like Milner's that great, Milner's not that good, actually, and his ground game's terrible, so. I mean, if he stays on the feet, he probably can, you know, outstrike T.L., but I don't trust Milner's takedown defense whatsoever. What do you think? 100% with you. T.L. gets to fight to the ground. It's pretty much over. So, yeah. I mean, there, yeah, you know, that's, again, the, he isn't a natural welterweight. He's a lightweight. We know that. But, you know, Milner, Milner's takedown defense is really bad. It's some of the worst I've seen. So, I mean, I had a pick on price, Glacian T.L. after a win over Rory. To me, that looks like that. That's kind of a line you want to look at, guys. I would say take a closer look at Clayson Tebow here. 
Um, because just because the odds are good, I mean, they really are, and he's fighting a guy who's not that good, <laughs> really. But if Miller keeps the fight standing, he can outstrike him. But I, the guy's takedown defense sucks. Miller's a fish water, water on the mat. I agree. Last two losses, three by five by submission. T ball by submission plus 450. That's possible for sure. You get that guillotine, he's got that power guillotine. <laughs> I was just going to say this. T-Bell was massive for lightweight. A lot of people are still convinced he beat uh, Khabib <laughs> in that fight, like in 2012. Uh, he's talking about Zach, Zach was talking about that last fight, Martinez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's just that's what you're saying. What does the judge see, right? That's the worry. It's what the judge sees. Um, let's talk about the other fight here. Olivier Aubrey Mercier, Daryl Horcher, another guy who actually fought Khabib. I remember when they booked that fight, and I'm like, why is this fight happening? Like, that was one of the dumbest fights they ever did in the UFC. But OAM's a massive favorite here, Marcel. He's five to one. Uh, you expect him to win? Yeah, I yeah. definitely expect him to win. Yeah, I think he's a great fighter. Yeah. Uh, he, he lost three in a row in, in, in the UFC. I know that, but I mean, I always saw the talent in him. I always think he's a. I think still he's a quality fighter, and uh, they kind of did him wrong in the UFC, in my opinion. Man, I know he lost three in a row. He lost Alexander Hernandez, but he lost to Gilbert Burns and Armand Sarukian, and. The majority of the fighters right now will lose to all, to definitely to Sarukian and Burns, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. And he he won against Martin Health in his PFL debut. So, uh, yeah, I would favor him against Horacek. I do. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, he's a big favorite for a reason. He's definitely a guy to look at if you're a parlay better. I would say. How's the way I'm gonna done? I just think he's probably gonna just be better than Horacek everywhere. I just don't. I don't rate Horacek that high. I know he's got, I guess, okay grappling, but. I think OAM probably just be a little better everywhere. What do you th you think so too? Yeah, I agree. I I, I might go with a submission either. Yeah, awesome. Man. All right, let's go to the next fight here. We got Tyler Hill and, and Brett Cooper. Now, Brett Cooper's a guy that you know, Marcel. I think he's an underrated guy. And I remember that fight with Alexander Shlomenko and Bellator was super close. Remember that one? Very very yeah. close fight. The guy he's he's a he's a well traveled veteran. Uh, he's been fighting in Russia lately, uh, coming off uh, a DQ win, I guess. Fighting on Tyreek Hill here. And earlier in the chat, Boringham was asking about what we think about Cooper by knockout because Hill, he's been, he was coming off a knockout loss in his last fight. He's also knocked up by uh, Dwight Grant on Contender Series. What do you think is going to happen to this one, man? You like, uh, you like Hill or you like Cooper? I like Cooper, to be honest, man. I think uh, the, 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 the fighters he lost against, man, are good fighters, man, but they are not very well known by the majority of the people, man, you know? Berkamov as a for, as a former champion in uh, ACB, uh, Salamu Abdurakhmanov is a I think even a current champion in ACA, and Sharaf Davlatmuradov is also a good fighter. So he lost to very solid fighters, and uh, he has also he also looked pretty good in all the and all those other fights he won, and uh, he got a DQ fight in his la DQ in his last fight that's true against Afrimov, but um, I still rank him higher than than, than Tyler Hill, man, who. Yeah, he got wins in Island fights and Atlas fights, but those are not really like wow wins. You know, he he lost in the in the contender series a few years ago. I remember against Dwight Grant, where uh, I think he he was he was a favorite in that. Or was he not a dog in that fight? Let me double check. Uh, one sec. Let me check on best fight odds. It's uh, the most accurate line. Uh, yeah, Dwight Grant was a big favorite, actually. He was a big favorite. Okay. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, and I mean, I, I don't see it happen. You know, I think Brett Cooper is pretty overall pretty pretty strong. I, I would favor him any time over Tyler Hill, but maybe I'm wrong. No, I I think so. Oh, uh, 
Gordon Game wants us to, to give us our, uh, our our prop on on Olivier Albemarle. Probably because he wants to play a prop. So let's let's give it to him. I mean, you're saying sub. You think over Horcher? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, man, it's possible. Maybe I think in the later rounds it's up. So maybe uh, over two and a half. I'm thinking I'm thinking it's going to go a decision probably, but I just think he's going to be better everywhere. Basically, like mm-hmm. he'll have some top control. He'll, he'll have the striking. That's what I think happens. Um, let's go. There's a couple of fights left. Magomed Umalatov against Mika Terrell, Kyron Bowen against Michael Lombardo, and Hopeton Stewart against Elvin Espinosa. Quick odds on these ones. Umalatov is a huge favorite, Marcel, over Terrell. Uh, Espinosa is a big favorite over Stewart, and Lombardo is a big favorite over plus 250. Lombardo, another uh, contender series alum. A lot of guys actually from contender series are end up in PFL now. Any thoughts on these last couple of fights? Yeah, man. If you want my pick for it, I'm going with Umalatov. I'm going with Lombardo. And uh, I, I got to be really honest, the first prelim, I have no idea. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that one. I, I didn't know a lot about those guys. I was doing the opening odds the other day. I'm like, who are these guys? It's, it's almost weird that one guy's such a big favorite when I don't think people really know who they are. You know what I mean? It's kind of strange. Anyways, um, we got five minutes left here. Uh, we'll take any more questions about this PFL card. But I, I do want to talk just about a few fight announcements before we get out of here, Marcel. Um you did, uh, I think you got them today on your page. We'll open it mm-hmm. quickly. Now, I just don't understand this. I, I don't really understand this match. I want to get your thoughts on it, okay? You probably, I don't know if you know what I'm, what I'm referring to. I but... immediately know which one you Oh, know. you do? Okay, great. Okay, so, I mean, let's just pull it up here. We're going to have five minutes on this, guys. We're fighting outwards. I, like, listen. Okay, so the fights are meant to against Christos Giagos. It's next month. Now, I know Giagos had a great win in his last fight. He looked great, but... Armin's a top 15 guy, and I really thought he would get a step up. It just seems like no one wants to fight him. I, I'm guessing that's what it is. What do you think? Yeah. Pretty much what I think it is, yeah. I mean, Armin should fight somebody. I don't want to say Giagos isn't good, but he should fight somebody better. You yeah. know what I mean? He should he, he should get challenged. I mean, he got he got a good win in his, in his, last, in his last three fights. He, he won against Davi Ramos. Then he was supposed to fight Nasrat Hakparas. Got a fight on uh, against uh, Matt Favola uh, on catchweight, 160 pounds. So now fighting Giagos. Listen, Giagos good, but I mean, we I I think everybody hoped Armin got a step up in competition, but I still have the feeling the UFC doesn't see Armin as a potential superstar yet, and that's probably the reason. But I don't get it. I think the most people don't get it. After I saw him fight Islam, I knew he was good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Everybody was like, he's going to get smashed by Islam, but he didn't get smashed. He, he looked good, man. He's fast, good striking, good wrestling. Yeah. Tarsukian rolls. I agree. I mean, again, that's next month. It's not like we're going to break it down here, but I'm just looking at it. I like Yagos. This looks like a really hard fight for him. It really does. Yeah. There's a few other fights. that We talked about this one. We got Barack <laughs> Obama against Jung Young Park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of Robocop. So, I like the Iron Turtle, too. I actually like the fight. What do you think of this one? Somebody said Andrew Yang against Barack Obama. About <laughs> that one, um, yeah, man. Listen, my Park looked good so far, man. In the in the UFC, besides one fight, I, I think he looked really good against um, against Stefan and Chuck last time out. You know, uh, he, he did really well. And I think all comments are about Barack Obama, right? I know. So yeah, I thought so. I saw you laughing. Um, uh, Rodriguez looked solid against Todorovic, and we both call that. So. Um, yeah, it's a it's a good matchup, man. It's a great fight to see where both guys standing, and yeah. I think the winner of this fight is, is even close to a top fifteen spot. I man. just have to go back and watch Rodriguez's takedown defense. I can't remember. I know his striking is good. I just can't remember his takedown yeah. defense because Park, if he gets the fight to the ground, he'll win. I think. Although his boxing looked pretty good in his last fight against Tafani, he yeah. surprised me in that fight. 
a couple other ones. Now, okay, so a lot of people are pissed about this fight because they're like, you know, what are they doing? The UFC is doing, doing Edmund dirty. But not really because, you know, first off, the guy's ranked. You have you can't not fight ranked or guys that the UFC tells you to fight. You, they're like, you're going to fight Imovov, he's going to fight him. And this guy's a young, dangerous dude. He's only 25, though. Every time with Edmund being 23, Imovov is only 25, Marcel. So he's mm-hmm. super young, too. I I mean, I, I, I don't want to write off Edmund yet. I really like Imovov, man. What do you think? I think this is a good matchup for both guys, to be really honest, man. Listen, Edmund has to defend this spot. He lost two times in a row. And uh, now he gets a guy who's outside of the top 15. But with that, he gets probably one of the most difficult fights to fight a guy out of side of top 15. This is a very difficult task, I think. If you look at Imovov, look good so far. And I saw... So someone yesterday said, like, why the hell get uh, Imovov lost to Haas, get Edmund, and Dawkins lost to Haas, get Holland, and Haas has to fight win. I don't know, man. I, I still think the UFC thought that Imovov won the fight against Haas, yeah. and that's why he gets this opportunity. And he looked good against Heinisch last time. Right? And Heinisch is, like, just outside of the top 15 at that moment. So now he gets a guy who is in the top 15. So, yeah, it makes sense. And for Edmund, it makes sense to see where he stands in the division, if he is still top 15 or not. So, yeah. I think it's a it's a good matchup. Yeah. So a couple. I think there's a couple more. We'll get out in a minute. That's rescheduled. I think that's it, right? I mean, no. <laughs> this guy's hair. He looks like uh, he actually looks like Robin Lopez, the NBA player. That's what he looks like, or plus so, the clown, right? <laughs> somebody called him something Bob, and I had to laugh about. I told Bob. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, how was that? Side to Bob. Yeah, Sancho Bob. <laughs> Bob from uh, from 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 Simpsons. That's too funny. Yeah. That is too funny, man. Yeah, he really does. Um, I'm surprised both you guys on the roster. I got to be honest with you, Marcel. When I saw that fight, we didn't yeah, talk also about this see one. That, that Garcia goes up to 155. Yeah, yeah. goes down from 185 to 155. Last one we'll talk about here: Volkov and Tibura. I mean, a good fight for both guys. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a good fight. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, it's it's a tough fight to call. Like, they're both really okay. good heavyweights, so. Hey, man, what about Tibura, man? Uh, the, the he's your boy. He he's your boy, and yeah. you, you've liked this comeback. But, I mean, Volkov is such a good striker. This looks like it could be a tough fight for him. I, again, I, I got to go. I, I just I remember the fight with Blades, and I know that Blades got him down, but he kept fighting to get back up to the feet. And, you know, if Tibura cannot take him down, he could be in trouble. I know, again, he, he beat so Harris by, uh, was it Grounded Pound, I think? Yeah. I don't know. Walt Harris, to me, is like one of the most overrated guys right now. And I understand the guy's... <laughs> I feel bad for the guy. Don't get me wrong, but the, the guy keeps getting these huge fights. It doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, that's going to be it for today's podcast, guys. Glad you guys tuned in. It was a lot of fun today. Good questions and everything. Marcel, thanks again for the bear and for the questions. Plug your stuff. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm happy you, you're happy with the bear, man. So that's cool. Um, yeah, Big Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram, and MMADNA.NL, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah, there you go. So you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMADNMartinPodcast. MMAOzbreaker.com podcast is also at uh, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Um, what else? BJPen.com, Matt, MyMayNews.com. Got some news coming out this week. MMAOzbreaker.com obviously got some odds coming out, Bellator, PFL, etc. Uh, and then my uh, my elite uh, fantasy and elite uh, sports betting, but nothing this week because there's no UFC. So I got a week off, which is nice. <laughs> I need the time off, man, honestly. Like, I need to get some of my sleep, guys. This, is, this has been a crazy week. But anyways... Thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.